For Seneca County, dealing with the Cayuga Nation has been simply burdensome in the last week. After denying the nation building permits to clear debris left over on properties along State Route 89 in Seneca Falls, after the recent destruction and demolition of said properties. But in the neighboring Cayuga County, and specifically the village of Union Springs, the future looks promising and bright, with a new pact and a fresh start emerging between Cayuga County and the Cayuga Nation. Mayor Bud Shatuck of the Village of Union Springs exclusively shares with FingerLakes1.com that the county shall reopen lines of communication with the Cayuga Nation, which have been stagnant and held off since the early months of January and February of this year, hoping to strike a deal and possibly negotiate a new future between the county and the nation. Hello, I'm Gabriel Petrazio, Finger Lakes One News, and welcome to the Daily Debrief, our show about stories that matter. And on this edition, we ask, is the Cayuga Nation on the brink of reaching agreement with Cayuga County? While the future still remains uncertain and unclear, in the meantime, Shatuck will join a virtual Zoom session with Clint Halftown and his legal counsel in preparation ahead of June 25th, which will be the latest conversation that shall ensue, including the likes of Christopher Palermo, the Cayuga County attorney, Eileen McNabb Coleman, the new Cayuga County legislator chair, Springport Town Supervisor Dave Shank, and Philip Spillaney, the county's Article 10 lawyer from Harris Beach Law Firm. But just the other day, the village of Union Springs received a letter from Lee Alcott, a partner at Barclay Damon, who serves as legal representation for Halftown, agreeing that the Cayuga Nation shall participate in both conversations in the pursuit of expanding and enhancing government-to-government relationships between the sovereign nation and the county. Anyhow, we had a meeting back in January because we had reached out to Halftown even prior to the decision that came down about negotiating and, and maybe having another conversation. And we just got a letter back that asked to the chairman of the board and to Phil Spillane, and they forwarded it on to us. And so we're going to have a Zoom meeting this Friday to talk about a meeting with the Cougar Nation in June. I think it's June 25th. And Shatuck even reads a portion of this letter to us here at FingerLakes1.com. Let me just read what it says on here. This is from Lee Alcott. We write on behalf of the Cuga Nation to accept Cuga County's invitation to meet on June 25th. Cuga Nation looks forward to a dialogue on a government-to-government basis and to potential future collaboration. As you know, however, we have a long-standing litigation with the Village of Union Springs in which the court has found in favor of the nation at every turn. Rather than accepting this outcome, the village has appealed the decision, prolonging the matter in which the nation fully expects to prevail. So and then it goes on to say this litigation has been an unfortunate impediment to us working constructively with the good people of Cougar County. It goes without saying working together rather than against each other would yield positive outcomes rather than simply spending taxpayer funds on hopeless litigation. So we're going to have a meeting and it'll be the three legislators, the county legislature, chair, the county attorney, and the attorney from Harris Beach, myself, and Dave Gank, who is the supervisor of the town of Springport, which the village is in here. Although Shatuck has entertained casual conversations with Halftown and Daniel French, another partner at Barclay Damon in the past, 
Back in February, before the pandemic, Shatuck says that the Cuga Nation had concrete plans for a host of possible economic development projects which would occur in the village, including the reconstruction of the Lakeside Trading Gas Station located on 299 Cuga Street, and even preliminary talks about the possibility of opening a new hotel with a casino inside. So we've reached out to a halftime group again. I think if we did it in February, because then the COVID thing hit and changed things, but we've had conversations in the past. They've got a 100-acre field out behind the casino. They've talked about rebuilding the gas station, something much better. They gave us whole plans. They're willing to work with the state DOT. They're willing to work with our code office. They're willing to work with water and sewer. They've even talked about the possibility of building a hotel over here and maybe, you know, embedding a casino inside of it. I'm okay with all those things. As long as they understand, you know, if they're going to build something that large, then there's got to be capacity in our wastewater plant or upgrades or whatever. So the premise would be if they went to a Class A casino, right now they're a Class B, which means they can't even make an agreement. So Class B, which is basically a bingo hall, that's what they call themselves, is... They, they can't have an agreement to pay a portion of anything. They would have to go to a Class A in order to have that agreement. If we sort of acquiesced and said, yeah, well, go ahead and build it, and let's do this, let's get a, a larger casino in there, then let's have an agreement with, at least internally, with Union Springs, Springport, Cougar County, and see where it goes from there. As Chatuck looks to rekindle these prior conversations ahead of the June 25th date and this upcoming Friday's meeting, a bargaining chip in this newly reopened negotiation is based on the village's decision to appeal the recent court decision from U.S. Court Judge David Hurd, which ruled that Union Springs cannot regulate Indian gaming within the village. Still, despite this unintended outcome for the village, Chatuck is willing to possibly drop the appeal process provided that the Cuga Nation offers some form of concessions in return, resulting in a possible win-win scenario for both parties. We've had sit-down conversations right here in our boardroom with Halftown and French and myself and my attorney. You know, casual conversations about how to move forward, even willing to, to drop that lawsuit, provided there was a, a way to move forward, but not just to drop it and then try to move forward. I don't want to give up our suit prior to a, an earnest negotiated settlement. And, and while we've had those casual conversations and stated each what we want, it hasn't gone any farther at this point, so we'll see how this one goes. And so I know the county has a vested interest in it, and the town has a vested interest in it, but the majority of the problem, the casino and the gas station that doesn't pay any taxes, sells lots of cigarettes, are in the village of Union Springs. So I think that our interest sort of trumps all of those others, even though they're the next higher levels of government. If we can figure out a way to get it so that our litigation stops based on what they do, then, you know, that may be a win-win. But most of all, Chatuck is concerned with collecting some form of taxes to pay for services that Cuga Nation properties utilize, water and sewage, as well as strains on infrastructure, for example. And without accruing taxes, Chatuck is left puzzled, begging the question, how else would the village and the county recoup compensation in the absence of formal taxation? We're always hoping. You know, we're not, I'm not completely against the casino. I moved here. They were already up and running. And it's been illegal to gamble in the village since 1958 without a permit. So that's a legal justification. I'm not against that. I'm I'm more concerned that, you know, I'm not getting any tax dollars out of all that gas cigarettes that they're selling. 
But if they have a revenue source, i.e. a casino, and they can utilize that revenue source to offset some of the other things that go on in the village, the town, and the county, then I think that's a reasonable step to take. I think the last time we got together, we, we said, well, well, look at your properties and look at the your value of your properties and the, what you use and, and the things that you utilize here and the traffic that comes in that you bring into the village and the upkeep that we have because of, you know, water, sewer, roads and stuff like that. And let's think of a, a way to marry that with a dollar amount that would benefit the village enough so that we don't feel like we're being taken advantage of and that you feel like you're not paying taxes, which is what they refuse to do. I need to have my budget taken care of, and so if I'm expending money within the village, then, I, you know, the same way we tax people, it's so that we can provide services. So if you can't tax an entity, then you have to have another way to, to be compensated. I'm Gabriel Petrazio, Finger Lakes One News. That's all for today. The Daily Debrief is hosted by Gabriel Petrazio and Josh Durso. Check out past episodes by visiting fingerlakes1.com forward slash daily. And you can find the show's feed on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us find new listeners. Remember, we're here to answer your questions. So if you have one, email it to debrief at fingerlakes1.com. Who knows? We might build an entire show around it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.